welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 256 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here. Today, we are talking about what to do when the scale isn't moving. Super common issue. This might be that you're on a plateau where you've lost weight and then it stops moving. Or it might be that you feel like you're doing what should create movement on the scale and you're just not seeing it. And this is a huge pitfall. Because you can get tripped up by that frustration you might feel when the scale's not moving, and you can end up reverting back to old habits, stopping doing what was working for you, and ending up definitely not seeing the scale move. I see that over and over and over again, and that frustration is real. And I want to talk about it and give you some skills so you don't have to experience that frustration. If you are struggling with this, if you're like, I keep trying everything and I just can't get the weight loss to happen in the way that I want it to happen, then what I would say is probably the way you're going about your weight loss just isn't effective. That's okay. I'm not saying that to say you're doing it wrong. I'm saying we've been taught to do it wrong. And it's why I approach weight loss for physicians on a very personalized level inside Thrive Academy for Physicians because we know what we should, quote unquote, be eating. Like we know in general what healthy food looks like. But usually there's underlying drivers, there's things we're not recognizing that we haven't been taught. And there's actually ways of approaching our life, ways of approaching our weight that make it harder for us to be consistent in our weight loss that get in our way and can make it where it feels like you're trying, you're working, you're putting effort in and you're not seeing the result that you want. And that energy is huge, right? The amount of energy and time you probably spend thinking about your weight and wondering what to do is a huge investment in your time. What I would suggest is do yourself a favor, give yourself a gift of taking that time you're already investing in thinking about your weight, trying to problem solve it on your own and invest it in time with Thrive Academy for Physicians because I can show you how to problem solve it. I can show you how to work towards coming up with a customized approach for your weight that really does work. And I can show you how to do it without always feeling like you're having to think about what you should or should need. I can do it and teach you how to feel relaxed around food. So you can go on vacation, you can go out to restaurants, and they don't have to be anxiety-producing events where you worry you're going to blow all your weight loss, where you worry you're going to make it so the scale doesn't move. We have ways of addressing them. And the way I teach you how to do this in Thrive Academy for Physicians is unlike anything you've tried before. It's not about like, here's another diet, follow it and you'll be fine. It's really about getting curious about why haven't things worked for you in the past? What can we build upon that has worked? What can we help build skills or work on interventions around where you keep getting tripped up 
It's really about learning to meet yourself where you're at and come up with solutions that actually truly work and fit seamlessly into your life. So if you're tired of thinking about this all the time on your own, putting in so much energy, investing money in programs and diets that haven't worked, come talk to me about how we could do it differently. Head over to Start to Thrive. That's start2thrive.ca to learn more about Thrive Academy for Physicians and to fill out an application form. No obligation, no pressure. You fill out the application form and then you're invited to talk to me one-on-one where we can have a very low-pressure conversation about your specific challenges so that you really feel heard You really understand how this program can address what you are dealing with and how it will teach you how to do this differently so that it actually lasts, so that you feel confident, you feel empowered. If that sounds amazing, head over to start2thrive.ca and I can't wait to talk to you. Let's talk today about what to do when the scale's not moving. I was thinking about this episode because it came up in one of the coaching calls inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. A physician was struggling with the scale wasn't moving and asking kind of what do I do if I think what I'm doing should work, yet I just am not seeing the results how I would want them to be. And I thought that this would be a really good topic for you guys as the podcast listeners to hear, because I know a lot of you are struggling with this too. And I've been there. I remember back when I was working on my weight loss and I bounced around the 200 mark for so long. I'd get close like 203 and then bounce back up to like 208 and then come down, get close with a lot of work. And then bounce back up. And I really thought maybe this is just the way it's going to be. Maybe I can't ever get below 200, but I did. It was when I found coaching tools and I started to approach my weight differently is when I actually got down below the 200 mark. And I want to share with you kind of how I view this when somebody comes to me and is like, okay, the scale's not moving. What I'm thinking about in my mind so that you can try and use it and apply it in your own life. So first of all, common mistakes. If the scale is not moving, watch out for these common mistakes. Number one is all or nothing thinking. I hear this a lot of nothing's working. It's not working. And when I start asking questions, it might be that there is some improvement, that there is some movement. I've even had it where people are like, the scale's not moving. And when I talk to them, it's actually, they are losing weight. It's just not at the rate that they wish they were losing weight. And so their brain's like, it's not working. I'm not losing weight, whereas they actually are. So watch out for the all or nothing thinking. Watch out for where your brain wants to be like, if this doesn't work, I'll just go back to my old way of eating because you know that that way of eating didn't work. That's one of the most common mistakes I see. It's like just a total thought error of our brains of like, this isn't working. So I'll just go back to what I was doing before. When with an educated guess, this in quotes way of eating, you probably think it should work or it has a chance of working. And yet you know that the old way of eating does not have a chance of working. And so it's interesting how our brains are like, yeah, just go back to the old way. That thing's not working. And it really is probably just our brain doesn't want to change and it feels more comfort in the old way of eating. And it's just not as bought in to the goal that you have for yourself, which is all totally fine. Number two is lumping everything together in a weight loss journey. There may be elements that aren't working. There may be places you're not seeing progress in the way that you want, but it doesn't mean nothing is working. In a weight loss journey, there's a lot of different moving pieces beyond just am I sticking to a diet or not that all might be creating progress that ultimately will help the scale move. And it's really overwhelming when we lump it all together, when we're like, nothing's working, is a very overwhelming thought. 
And when you feel really overwhelmed, it's hard to take next steps. It's hard to problem solve. So let's work on not lumping it all together and work on thinking about it and really narrowing down about like, what is it that might not be working? And I'm going to give you tips inside this episode to help you figure out how to do that. How do you figure out what is it that's not working? And then the third thing is taking it personally. We have been taught that our weight is our fault, that our eating is our fault, that there's something wrong with us if we struggle with weight or with our eating. That is completely not true. But what it means is when the scale is not moving in the way that you want it to, there's a very good chance that you're going to feel like it's almost an attack on you where you're like, but I'm doing all the things. It should move. It should make a difference. Why isn't it? And it can feel very personal. And again, when you're feeling almost attacked, when you're feeling like this very personalization of what the numbers on a scale are doing makes it harder to problem solve. It makes it harder to look at it objectively. And it makes your day feel worse. That's when you can step on the scale and can ruin your entire day. And we don't want that to happen. The scale is data. It gives you information about your gravitational pull on earth. It does not give you any information about your worth as a person. It does not give you any information about how amazing your body is, how beautiful you are as an individual. It's just your gravitational pull on earth. So notice where your brain wants to make it personal. Make it mean something about you. Make it mean that you need to behave differently that day in some way because the scale hasn't moved. And work on letting go of that because it's not going to help you in your long-term weight loss journey. Okay, I want to talk to you about the black box theory. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I think it's a really important piece of working on your mindset when the scale isn't moving. We have been taught, and med school taught us this too, that if you take how much you eat minus how much you exercise, it should give you what the scale should do. It should just be a simple mathematical equation. That's not true. It's all made up math. We could go into the history of it, but it is made up math. And our bodies are not simple equations. Our bodies do complicated chemical reactions constantly. And so the way I like to think about it instead, and I find that this really helps you free up some space to look at what you're trying to do more objectively and to problem solve it more easily. I like to view it as we all have a black box in our body. Inside this black box are elements that we cannot tell and may never be able to tell. So there's things like our genetics in here. There's things like your hormones, whether you're like perimenopausal or menopausal, whether you're insulin resistant, all of those different things. What your metabolic rates are, what fuel your body chooses, what your metabolic rate does after you've been physically active, what your hunger hormones do at different points in your day. There's so many different things inside this black box. You could also add in what impact medications that you need to be on may have on the weight system in your body. This is a complex system in your body. And I think we're learning about it, but we're still in early days of research around how weight is actually managed in our body, how appetite is controlled. And I think in the coming decades, we're going to learn so much more. But right now, there's a lot of it that we don't totally know. And there's not ways to find out. So if you think about it, you have this black box. There's stuff in there that you don't know, nor do you actually have control over. And this is the important piece of recognizing. There is nothing in that black box that you can control. It is what it is. And it's amazing. And it's the way you were meant to be. And it's all okay. And we can work around it. We can put inputs into your body. We can modify what you eat, how much you eat, the types of foods that you're eating. You can modify your physical activity. You can modify your sleep. 
You can work on your stress levels. These are all inputs that you can modify. You can even consider probably anti-obesity medications as an input you could modify. And then your body gets to decide what it does with it. It's like a filter. Takes those inputs, filters them through the black box that is your body, and out on the other side pops the outcome. What happens? What the scale says. But not just that. How you feel, what your body composition does, what your shape of your body does. It's all different things that come out on the other side. We've just been told the important thing is the scale. But again, that's bullshit. It's crap. Prioritizing the scale over any other progress is just a remnant of diet culture. There's no reason why the scale should be the marker of the best progress. But so when you're really struggling, when you are feeling like the scale's not moving, when you're not seeing the outcomes that you want to see, don't get up in your body's face about what's inside this black box. Don't get mad because your genetics are a certain way. Don't get upset that it's hard to lose weight when you're postmenopausal. There's no benefit to you for being mad about the realities of your body. It's not fair to your body for you to say horrible things to it just because of what is contained inside your black box. Your body is alive and breathing, which means it's amazing. It's doing fantastic things. Let's just give ourselves a break. I think this is a place of really wasted energy that diet culture has taught us is that we can somehow shame and be mad our body into making changes. And that does not work. Number one, because we're mad at a thing that we don't have direct control over. Number two, because that has impacts on our mental health. And when you're feeling really down, you're feeling really defeated, it will absolutely impact your eating, probably in a way that won't support your weight loss. Focus on the places where you actually do have control. Focus on accepting that your body is the way it is, accepting that you have a particular combination inside that black box that might be different than anybody else's, and that's okay. It's the way it was meant to be. It's amazing in its own right. And then focusing on figuring out what are the interventions, what are the inputs that will actually help me with my personal, specialized, amazing combination of black box items see the results that I'm hoping to get. So what to do when the scale isn't moving? Number one is when the scale doesn't move, it does not mean there's no progress. We've talked about that. Question yourself. When your brain is saying the scale isn't moving, question, is that actually true? Is it true that it hasn't moved? If it truly is staying the same, and I've mentioned this before, but I really like the app called Happy Scale. I don't have any affiliations with it, but it's a good app to help look at, is it true that nothing's happening from the scale side? But then on the flip side is the scale is not the be all and end all of what we're actually wanting to achieve. We want to achieve a certain weight because we see it as a marker for a body that we're wanting to live in and a life that we're wanting to live. The weight itself is a surrogate marker. If you were ever able to be in that body and the weight didn't match up, that would probably be fine. If you were able to be in the body that you're hoping for and live the life that you're hoping for, that really is what you're wanting. And if the scale doesn't quite match, then it's probably okay. And I say that probably because I know, again, diet culture has told us to be so focused on that number that it can be hard to let go of the number. But when you start looking at it as what is it that I want from this number and looking beyond the number itself, it can help you recognize, are you actually seeing movement towards that? And so that can be looking at, do my clothes fit differently? 
taking measurements. So you can look at, are my measurements changing? If you have a body composition scale that is reliable, looking at, is my body composition changing? Are there things that I do that might make that scale an inaccurate measure of my progress? So I've been doing a lot of weightlifting and it means the scale's not that accurate for what's going on, or at least just a regular scale is not that accurate. It's more about what's my body shape and size feeling like rather than the actual number on the scale. There also may be progress that has nothing to do with your body changing. There may be progress in that maybe you're just changing how you're eating and you've built consistency that you've never had before. And I think it would be a real shame to throw that out the window just because the scale hasn't moved. You may need to tweak a little bit what you're doing, but that consistency, if you've consistently done something for a while, that in its own right is progress. Maybe you've been working on why you're overeating. Maybe you've been listening to the podcast and you're using some of the tools to work on times where you're overeating. And that is progress. And maybe you've had times where you normally would have overeaten or had a binge eating episode and it didn't happen, or it was a lot smaller or less than you previously would have had. That is progress. And it's really easy when our brain's in this thought loop of it's not working that we will not notice that progress. And that's doing yourself a real disservice. So if you feel like the scale's not moving, I encourage you to sit down and write down all the other places that you're seeing progress. What are all the other things that are actually working? And look for even the tiny ones. Make your brain look for these and it'll feel uncomfortable and that's okay. It's because we're taught to not look at that stuff. We're taught that it somehow has less value. But again, if we're looking at why do we want to weigh a certain weight, it's because of how we think our life will feel, how we think our body will feel. This other progress probably has a lot more to do with that than simply the number on the scale. Number two, assess your consistency. Have a really good conversation with yourself about, okay, how consistent have I been? Am I really following through with the healthy eating that I think will help the scale move? Or have there been lots of like little extras? And again, this conversation needs to be not a blaming conversation. It needs to be curious and compassionate. And if you're not sure, If you're not somebody who records your eating, as I've talked about on the podcast, I don't often, but this would be a place where writing down your eating can help because it's going to help clarify, am I being consistent? And sometimes, here's a little trick, sometimes just if you're not somebody who writes down what you've been eating, if you just start keeping a food journal, sometimes that's enough to make the scale move. And probably the reason is when you're not writing stuff down, there might be little micro inconsistencies that impact. And if you start writing them down, Just by writing them down, some of those micro inconsistencies, those little bit extras start fading away. Number three, look for non-food contributors. Look for, are there medications that I'm on that might be making it harder for me to lose weight? That doesn't mean you have to go off of the medications, but it might mean you have a conversation with your physician to say, would there be an alternative that's less obesogenic for me that might work as well? But sometimes for some of you, you're going to have a medical condition that It's better for you to stay on a medication, even if it might be an obesogenic medication. And that's okay. That just means you need to work around it. And it just might mean the speed of weight loss might be different, or what you need to do to get the scale to move might be different. Or it might mean that you change your goals, but the goal really is you living your best life. And that often means having chronic medical or mental health conditions under good control. And sometimes that means being on medications that can contribute to weight gain. Other things that are non-food contributors that might be slowing progress, stress. So check in with yourself. If you feel like you are just constantly stressed, then I would focus on working on that of what is it that I need? How could I create some space? 
What will help me process this stress? What exercises help me feel more calm? Can I put more of them in? Stress just makes it hard for your body to lose weight. It makes it a little bit easier to gain weight. And I've seen this lots where people are like, I feel like I'm doing everything perfectly. I'm being really consistent. And ultimately, it's stress that gets in their way. Along the lines of stress, I think it's really important to recognize we can create more stress because we're worrying that the scale's not moving. So when you get into some thought loops about the scale's not moving, this isn't working, I'm working so hard, I'm not seeing the results I want, it's never going to work, I'm never going to get to my goal, that creates stress. And on top of all the other things you're dealing with your day, that might be making it so the scale is slower to move. Often when I talk to physicians, I'm like, well, maybe stress is impacting it. The first thing is, but I don't know how to feel less stressed. This could be an easy intervention of being like, okay, I'm going to just let go of stressing about this. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be compassionate, but I'm not going to say stuff to myself. I'm not going to get into tailspins about this. That creates more stress in my life. It's an easy way to peel back a layer. And then the third one is sleep. Again, as a physician, not always directly in your control. It's something that depending what shifts you do, what call you're on, et cetera, if you've got small kids that are waking you up, but it is something that really can impact weight. And so if you do call a lot, if you are on shifts and your sleep schedule is changing, again, that's okay. But that sleep deprivation, that sleep disruption does go into that black box we were talking about, and it might be impacting how easy it is for your body to lose weight. And you might need to problem solve around that. Doesn't mean you quit your job, but it might mean either you change your expectations of how quickly your body will lose weight, or it means you focus on trying to improve your sleep habits where you do have control over them. There's lots of different things you could focus on. Number four, if you've looked at all these things and you're left with, I'm being consistent, I can't think of any of these non-food extras to work on, then the next thing is tweaking. And it's looking at what you're doing and finding something to tweak. Now, When you are in this space, it's easy to think it all needs to change. And that's not helpful. That won't help you move towards your goal. And if we constantly flip-flop and we constantly change what you're doing, you are not going to know what actually works for your body. Instead, a much more powerful place is to stay patient, but be like, I'm going to change one or two things and see if they impact that outcome. Let those two things filter through that black box along with the other stuff I'm doing and see what the outcome is on the other side. Now, my experience working with physicians is when I'm like, what do you think you want to tweak? Our brains, because we're so embedded in diet culture, will jump up and be like, I'm going to give up the thing I love most in the world because this is the only way I'm going to be successful. So like if you love cream in your coffee, you might be like, well, I guess I never get cream in my coffee again. And I challenge you instead of accepting that, because usually there's a whole lot of other things you could do, to sit down, brainstorm, write down all the different things you could do to change all the different ways you could tweak what you're already doing and then make a mark beside the ones that actually feel good to you where you're like, "Hmm, I could do that. I don't think that'd be a big deal. I would still enjoy what I'm eating. I would still enjoy my days. I wouldn't have to use a lot of willpower to do that. Make a mark beside those ones and choose one or two of them to implement. Don't just assume that to be successful, you have to give up everything you've ever loved in the world because that will not work long term. This is not just about make the scale move at any cost. This is about what can we do so that you can start seeing the results that you're wanting, but also build in sustainability from the get-go so that as it moves, you're confident you can keep doing what you did to make it move. All right. So to summarize, 
If the scale isn't moving, it doesn't mean there's no progress. Look for other places of progress. Number two, assess your consistency. Have a compassionate and curious discussion with yourself about how consistent you've been. If you're not sure, start writing down the food you've been eating. Number three, look for non-food contributors to weight. Stress, sleep, medications are all some of the big ones. Number four, brainstorm options to tweak what you're doing. Write down as many as you can. Choose one or two of the options that actually feel good. All right. I would love to hear what you think about this. Was this helpful? Does it resonate with you? Send me an email, info at weight solutions for physicians. And like I said at the beginning, if this is something you're struggling with, if you always find yourself in this spot, come join us inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. That's start2thrive.ca. Start number two, thrive.ca. Talk to you later. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.